He's done it. Yeah, what a shot. This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to Just Sports. Hello and welcome to Just Sports, your weekly roundup of everything that happens in the world of sports. And I have with me, as always, uh, my good friend Rahul, who's uh, just by coincidence celebrating his anniversary of his engagement. Mr. Puri. Yes, yes, I am indeed. Uh, 15 years Today and uh, tomorrow is my wedding anniversary, so 15 years tomorrow. 15 years to a wedding anniversary and just imagine even if you had committed a murder, you would have been a free man in 14 years, Mr. Puri. This is absolutely true, sir, but uh, <laughs> we don't want to compare marriage to murder, shall we? <laughs> they both start with M, don't they? So yes, it's, it's 15 years and... Um, just to let you know, his wife is a wonderful friend and she's a great person. So yeah, Rahul is a lucky man. Congratulations, Mr. Puri. Thank you. To another 15 years. Yeah, to, to another more than 15 years, hopefully. Let's, let's see. Yes, hopefully more than 15 years of Meghna in your life and including me in your life for the next 15 years. Absolutely. So we will celebrate that anniversary as well. <laughs> that is correct. So, so let's move on. And what do we have to talk about? Let's talk about Jose Mourinho. I mean, the man who seems to have, I don't know, going through a rough patch for a, for a couple of years now. Um, we'll talk about how Burnley and other clubs are, are catching up to the big boys. And we shall talk about uh, the ongoing debate on Kohli. And sorry, on Dhoni. That's the, that's the ongoing debate. So let's start with Dhoni, uh, Rahul. I mean, T20... You know, he's great for one day years, but T20, probably time to give someone else a break or Kohli still wants to go with Dhoni? Yeah, I mean, um, he's got the captain's backing, doesn't he? And, and really, uh, the captain is uh, picking the team, he's picking the coach. Um, so up until Dhoni has uh, Virat's backing, I don't see Dhoni going anywhere, um, despite, you know, not perhaps performing as well as he used to in, in T20s. But T20s, we also have to understand, they're so hit and miss. I don't know what everybody's sort of complaining about. I, I mentioned a number of months ago, quite frankly, that uh, Dhoni should retire from uh, T20 cricket, international T20 cricket, um, and give somebody else uh, a, a go. I mean, you know, if Dhoni steps out, people are saying Dinesh Kartik will come in. Well, Dinesh Kartik's no, you know, Spring chicken. I yeah, mean, he's, he's been around for years and years. I think in the in the in the T Twenty format, Rahul, the, the guy that I see taking Dhoni's place is someone like a Rishabh Pant. He's nineteen, twenty yes. years old. That for me would be a far bolder decision to play Rishabh Pant and and try and blood him um, to be Dhoni's successor for for years to come. I mean, I I just don't yeah, see the point you know, of. Of switching from Dhoni back to somebody like Dinesh Karthik. I mean, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, but I think, I, you know, my feeling of my understanding of the whole situation, Rahul, stems from the fact that, you know, Dhoni is in any case not part of the, of the, of the test team. He's only part of the uh, T20 and the World Cup team. And he's definitely part of the 2019 World Cup plan as far as Virat goes. So, yeah. in my opinion, you know, Virat is saying, let him play as much as international cricket as possible. Let him get as much exposure as possible. We hardly play any T20 games. Let's be honest about it. I mean, international T20. I completely agree with you. I, I think that if Dhoni wasn't scoring runs and doing well in the one-day game, 
Um, then we would have had a problem. Then, then this would be much more of a cause for concern. But he has done well in the one days. He is scoring runs in the one days. And it's just a question of when it's his day in the T20, you'll get the T20 right as well. But if he's going to be your in your plans for the 2019 World Cup, which is now, what, less than sort of 15 months away, then uh, it probably makes a lot of sense for him to play as much international cricket as he possibly can. Absolutely. I mean, that's that's the way I would look at it. And, you know, Rishabh Pant is, is pretty much about, you know, 19, 20 years old. In the next two years, he'll be 22, 23. He would have played. He would have played two more IPLs, and then he would be in a better position to come to the Indian team. So I really don't understand this whole hue and cry about, you know, dropping Dhoni from the T20 games. It it it's a, for me. It's a non-issue. Um, I as I've said, I, I think that Dhoni has the backing of Virat. You know, certainly until 2019, Dhoni scoring runs in the one-day game, and I think that that therefore makes him almost undroppable in. T20 matches where we either play one-off uh, T20 games or 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 you know three matches, which quite frankly nobody really cares about. So yeah, um, absolutely, I completely agree with you. So I think it's just it's just another you know debate for the sake of a debate, and I don't think Dhoni is going to go anywhere till at least the 2019 World Cup, which in my opinion would be his you know swan song. Well, I hope so. Yeah, I think so too, Rahul. I mean. He would be about 38 at that time. So, yeah, he's a wicketkeeper. Let's see. I think Virat made a very valid point. I just want to add one more thing that, you know, he made a very valid point that he is still one of the fittest players in the team. He That's is still, And he's still, yeah, and he's still, he's still India's actually number one wicketkeeper. If you just go by wicketkeeping skills. No, and I, I agree with you entirely. I mean, I, you know, if Dhoni's not doing his job, which is essentially wicketkeeper, as well as being, you know, a fabulous resource for Virat, who's still learning to be captain uh, to draw on, then fine, drop him. But he's doing sort of four out of five things really well in the in the, even in the T20 game. Oh, I, I don't see what the issue is. Okay, so I don't think MS Dhoni is going anywhere, neither does Rahul. So moving on from cricket, we move on to football, our favorite topic, and uh, Rahul's favorite topic of uh, Jose Mourinho bashing. So it's not, it's not a favorite topic, and uh, uh, I don't want to bash Jose. I think that... As I've said again and again, you know, Manchester United fans need to understand that they hired a certain manager. That manager plays a certain way. Um, Yes, he was extremely successful in the early part of his career at Chelsea. Um, He's been less successful perhaps over the last four or five years. But he still plays a certain way and nothing is going to change that. I just want to understand one thing, Rahul. And I mean, that's what is baffling me at, at, at this juncture that... You know, are we missing Paul Pogba so much that, you know, our goals seem to have dried up? We are not able to score goals without Pogba. And is that the reason why Mourinho gets into a defensive mindset against the top teams? I I don't know and I I don't think so. I I mean, I, I think that if Pogba was there, Mourinho would play the same way. That's just the way that he thinks. He plays this way. Um, you know, you had Pogba last season as well. It's not like Manchester United went flying at, at any of the top six last season. They did pretty much just the same thing. I mean, this is just the way he likes to play. He's a cagey tactician that likes to sit back and play mind games with his opposition. Now, sometimes those mind games will work and sometimes they won't work. I mean, you know, if... In all fairness, if if uh, United's finishing had been slightly better against Chelsea, they might have scored a couple of goals. 
And, you know, it, that, that at the end of the day, in these slightly cagey matches, sometimes that's all you need. And United fans, if if they'd come away from Stanford Bridge with nil-nil or, um, you know, Lukaku's uh, shot that, that that was well saved by, by the Chelsea keeper, if, if that um, had gone in and United had nicked it, then everybody would be saying what a wonderful technician Jose Mourinho is. So, I mean... Again, I think that there's, there's, it's almost like a narrative that is built around Jose. Jose is this fabulous tactician. Jose is this brilliant, you know, guy who gets into other managers' heads, etc., etc., etc. I think that there's some of that is reality, and a lot of it, quite frankly, is fiction. Um, yeah. Also, I, I mean, I, I also Rahul somewhere seem to believe now that you know Jose needs to evolve because. The managers around him have pretty much cracked him open. You know, they know the way he plays. They know his, his tactics. And they countered it pretty well. I mean, if you look at the Chelsea game, Conte actually countered Jose very, very well. He needs to evolve. And I think that's where that's where the frustration lies with people, you know, and with fans of Manchester United, that he's not evolving. He's just remaining the way he was probably five years ago when... He caught everybody by surprise, but that surprise is over now. Yeah, but I mean, Summer, Jose's been playing this way since he was playing, was manager of Porto in 2003. Arsene Wenger has not evolved. He plays the same way. Jose Mourinho is not going to evolve. He's going to play exactly the same way. If Manchester United fans are sitting around thinking that, oh, all of a sudden Jose is going to react to how uh, uh, Guardiola plays or how a Klopp plays or how a Conte plays or how a Pochettino plays, that's not going to happen. Mourinho is a massive narcissist. He thinks that the way he plays will get him results. And he's going to play that way all the time. Now, I would like, look, I'm not defending Jose. I'm really not, even though it sounds like I am. My point is, is that you see two Manchester Uniteds. Look at the way that they've set up against Liverpool. Look at the way that they set up against Chelsea, where clearly they were there, park the bus, get a draw, get out. But against Spurs, they were at home at Old Trafford. And quite frankly, they went out and attacked Spurs. So I think that you'll see a very different Manchester United when uh, teams come to Old Trafford, even the big teams come to Old Trafford. And I think that Man United fans should judge Jose on, on those games rather than how he sets up to try and get a point at Chelsea. I mean... Okay. I mean, that's a fair, that's a fair point. I, I think a, a point at Chelsea is a good point. It's a title-winning point. No, I, I mean, kind of agree with you. And I think it's, it's probably going to be at the end of season when, you know, Jose would be judged. And... The way things are going right now, I mean, obviously the title is pretty much... Yeah, but I mean, that, I think that is what is, you know, um, uh, sort of diluting this conversation a little bit, is that Man City are eight points ahead of United um, and running away with the title and whatever, whatever. That's not because United are, well, rubbish. It's because bloody City are fantastic, right? So I think that... Everybody needs, just needs to calm down. Um, at the moment, the way that things are looking, it looks like this league is cities and they're going to be running away with it. And, you know, Tottenham, United, Liverpool, um, Chelsea, and maybe Arsenal, if, if they get their, their shit together, um, will be competing for the next three spots. But isn't that's okay, right? I mean, that's progress for Man United. They finished eighth last season. 
Okay, uh, that's a different kind of a podcaster. Rahul Puri speaking in favor of United and, and Jose. I, I'm not. I, I think that everybody sort of runs out and, and I, I was the, the one that, that said when United were blowing teams away at the start of the season, I was the one that was coming out and saying, well, you know what, they're not actually that good. Similarly, when they're having a bit of a blip in the middle of the season, I want to come out and say they're actually not that bad. I, I think that, you know, um, a lot of, of of the press sort of blows these things out of way out of proportion. You know, United are missing Pogba. He's a, he's a key player. Should they do um, or should they beat Huddersfield without Pogba? Yes, they should. Did they? No, they didn't. But that can happen. Yeah, absolutely, Rahul. So, yeah, let's wait. Because now the, the thick end of the season is going to start. And I think by 1st of Jan, we'll have a pretty clear idea where every club is going to end up being. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, if you look between now and the 1st of January, I think most teams are playing sort of eight, games. eight games or 10 games. I mean, there's a big block of games. Now, the point is, is that a team that puts a really good run together in these games... You know, they, they, they are going to almost ensure themselves to be in those Champions League shake-up um, come the end of the season. I mean, this is where, this is the real business end that you want everybody to be fit and everybody to be back so that you can handle A, the fact that games are coming at you thick and fast, and B, you can get results. You know, it, it, we are only 11 games into the season. There's a lot to play for yet. Yeah, I agree with you, Raul, and uh, it's, it's, it's a long season ahead. Uh, moving on from Manchester United and, and Mourinho, uh, Burnley seems to be doing well this season, Rahul. And I mean, the manager seems to be getting a lot of the credit, which I completely agree with. And David Moyes is back, back to the Premier League. He's back. Yes, he is back. Um, uh, Sean Dyke uh, uh, deserves uh, a great deal of credit. Um, I think that there's an example of a very well-run um, small club, and I, I hope any all Burnley fans uh, don't get terribly upset by me calling them um, a small club, but but they are. They're a small club, um, but they're a very well-run uh, small club where the, the, the chairman has basically gone out and, and given Deitch uh, free reign to play the game uh, the way that he wants. And he's built a good team there. In fact, you know, their results on the road this season are, are exemplary. They're fantastic. And um, I don't know, Burnley will obviously at some point hit a, hit a roadblock or a blip um, where they'll lose a few games, but you know, again, that's that's progress, and and uh, you know, I, I think that I don't see him going to Everton this season, but possibly at the end of the season, that is something that's possible. Yes, I think I, I think that's going to be true, Raul, because I mean, he's a good manager. He's 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 you know put the team together, and uh, he will move on to a club which actually has more money, which has more spending power, and. You know, get yeah. can 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 get better players, can get more players for him. So yes, yeah, yeah no, I, I think that that's the next challenge for him. How does he move that that sort of step up? Um, and it would be interesting to see how he does that. But it'll be also interesting to see how if, if if Everton does not get relegated this season. You know that. Yeah, that, that's. I mean, I suppose that's the big the big if there. That is the big question. That's the big question that we're going to be fighting. You know, you know? David Moyes is back at West Ham. Um, I think it's the wrong appointment, if you ask me. Um, but David Moyes, uh, again, I think gets a bad rap because, you know, he didn't do particularly well at United. He didn't do particularly well at Sunderland. He didn't do particularly well at Sociedad. But up until then, he was Sean Dyche. I mean, he was 
this manager uh, at a, well, they were a big club, Everton, but they had limited resources at that period. And he got results. He consistently got results. So um, perhaps he does deserve um, another run at this. Um, West Ham, though, you feel have got bigger problems as a club than just their manager, quite frankly. Okay, so it will be interesting to see how Moyes, you know, lines up at the Premier League again. I mean, he's a colourful character. He's fun to watch. So, it will be fun. All the, all, all, all the usual... The Manchester United fan that suffered with him for nine months. That's correct. We did suffer with him, Rahul. And I'm, like I said, it's today your chance to defend Manchester United. So, I'm, I'm leaving all that to you for, 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 for this time. Till the time we are back again, let's wish Rahul a very, very happy anniversary in advance on our podcast. And to many, many more years of happiness and many, many years of uh, Samar Khan in your life. I think that's that's one of the good things. That's what's most important. (laughs) That's what is most important. So, hey guys, keep listening to us. That was our podcast for this week. Uh, Like we say, if it's a penalty, it's a goal or a hole-in-one, we have it covered for you. Till the next time, take care. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel. 